But welcome to the call, the newcomers and those watching the recording live and even watching the, the further recording. Welcome to the calls. And guys, like I said, I'm Dr. Bobby Grassi. These calls, I'm so excited to be back there. I'm meant to define the game, the game you want to play and how to truly get started. You know, my intention is to help you in any way, shape or form by just showing you what I've done, what I continue to strive to do every single day and what I would recommend people doing every single day to win this thing called life. So this applies whether you're and aspiring to be something new. Uh, if, you're, if you want to be a dentist, a dental student, you want to jumpstart your career in the world of, of medicine. If you want to be a musician, a janitor, a practitioner looking to grow, anybody that just wants to become better, even if you're a retiring dentist and doesn't really know what comes next, guys, these calls are meant to help you. They're meant to help define the game. Obviously, I focus on dentistry because that's where my upbringing is. That's where I came from. And then what I really hope happens is you take some of these tips and these tricks and you start implementing them in your life. I see that Connor's on the call. Welcome, Connor, Mohit, Andreas, Mario, Annalisa. Welcome to the call. I'm so excited that you guys join me every single day consistently. But these calls are meant to make differences in your life. And the only thing I know how to do, one of my biggest passions, well, when I was, yes, I'm a dentist, but one of my biggest passions growing up was how do I make a difference? How can I possibly be that person who can make a difference because at my mom growing up, my mom was a single mom raising three kids, did not come from a lot of money. And I can remember never wanting to be in that situation, never wanted to feel a sense of lack of security. And most time, if you think about money, which is money is a tool, just with a thumbs up, if you could agree with me, that money is a tool, but money gives us this sense of security. And so this financial thing that we all seek for, let's be honest, we all go for a job, for a living, we all go work. Why? To get a paycheck. What is the paycheck for to pay our bills? So today we're going to talk about wealth followership. And, and, and we talked about last week of the empowering beliefs or two weeks ago of empowering beliefs and how your belief system can set you up for opportunities to use your resources, how it can demonstrate this remarkable resiliency for you to keep adopting things going when they're going bad. Even people without money, what I love about the empowering belief system of people that don't have money or come from a less upbringing is that there's always hope. They always believe there's hope. They always believe that there's some different way that if they just change their certain incomes or ways they can become the best version of yourself. But this week, we're going to talk about a, a thing that's very important to me. And it's something that I struggle with consistently every single day. I still work with it. And that is the act of the principles of wealth followership. But before I talk about that, what is a principle? A principle is a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for systems of belief. Principle. So acts of principle. Wealth followership is an important tool for those seeking financial freedom, planning for retirement, whatever it is. When I talk about wealth followership, I'm thinking of your future. It's going to focus on you to build this long-term passive income through whether it's stocks, bonds, other assets, uh, managing borrowing habits, limiting risk, whatever it is. It requires patience and clarity and creativity to get to your desired outcome. So how do you truly understand the principles? Remember, the principles is a fundamental truth. How do you understand the principles of wealth fellowship? What are they? Well, one is financial literacy. And before you can develop financial literacy, it, it requires a knowledge. It requires an understanding of budget, saving, investments, credit, debt management, EBITDA, financial concepts, terminology, or other essential making financial educated decisions. You must understand those principles, right? And if you talk about it, like in dental dentistry, I use debt a lot. 
I use debt a lot in dentistry. I've used debt throughout my whole career. And people, I know you're going to hear uh, Dave Ramsey and all of them say debt's bad. Debt is not true. But understanding how to leverage debt, use debt, how to use your investments, debt is important. I know that Connor's on the call and I know he's a dentist. Without debt, we would have never been able to be a dentist. So understanding the debt and understanding what it is and how you capitalize on debt is a very important thing. So financial literacy. Then another principle is self-discipline. You got to develop a self-discipline in such a way that you need to stick to a budget. You got to learn how to stick to a budget. How do you save money? How do you avoid impulse purchases, right? This involves setting great financial goals, being creative, a plan, uh, creating a great plan on how to achieve them. And then you're going to take calculated risk at that point, or you're going to follow through with them at the, once you understand the plan. So self-discipline. When I first started doing dentistry for the first 10 years, I didn't understand wealth followership. I didn't understand the literacy. I didn't understand terminology. I really didn't have any self-discipline. And you might say, well, why is that, Dr. G? It's because I never grew up with money. And so I didn't have fundamental principles, right? Principles is the fundamental truth. I didn't understand the principles of money or wealth or management or how to, how to control it because we're a product of our upbringing at times. We're a product of learned behavior from what we see. Well, God love my mom. She knew how to survive. And most of us are in survival mode. We, we finally come into money just with a thumbs up if you've ever been there. You finally came into some money and the first thing you want to do is buy this big car, you wanted to buy a watch, or you wanted to buy a house, you wanted to buy something you've always dreamt of buying. And the reason being is that we just lack the self-discipline and we we finally come into something new. It's like it's like eating that cookie for the first time and you just overindulge on that cookie. Well, you have to create a self-discipline in order to have wealth followership and grow. But then you also got to have good risk management. So risk is inherent. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're anybody on this calls, if you want to be a dentist, uh, if you're a hygienist, if you're if you're a retiring doctor, you got to take risk. Being safe, being comfortable is not a good idea. Being safe is not something you want to do. I mean, yes, it's okay. Like we obviously have our gatekeepers, fear, judgment, ego, which we talked about before. And yes, you all want a sense of security, especially females. That's not chauvinistic. Most females wants, want security. Most females just want to know that they're loved and they're secure. That's what they want. Most people want that. But you got to be willing to take risks. But the risk inherently, it's 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 how you're going to build wealth. Nobody's ever built wealth by not doing anything. Nobody's ever built wealth by not taking a risk. Nobody's ever uh, built wealth by taking a calculated risk and betting on themselves, diversifying their investments, minimizing potential losses. You got to take risk. And then you got to figure out when you take the risk, what is your goals? Where are you trying to go? Richie Dolan talks about it all the time. What is it that you want to cause and create? What is it that you want to forecast in your life. You know, so many people, when I look at what they do, I'm going to just, you, you probably all can't respond because you're working and I appreciate you just jumping on in this meeting. You might be live on Facebook listening to this. You can't really respond to me or even on YouTube. But but if you've been working at your same job for six years, right? See, what I let me start over. What I love when we're in our 20s and we start working, we always think we had this thing called time. Well, I'm going to spend now and I'll save later. It's simply not true. What we have, what we realize is the only thing we run out of all the time is time, not money. Money is infinite. Money is a tool we can always get to. So when you set your goals, make sure you're setting good financial goals with a time in mind. Because if you don't tell yourself by when, you'll never achieve it. I have a massive goal, 250M by 25. Only people on this call know what that means. That means I got two years to pull this off. 
but you got to set boundaries and go. They got to be smart, specific, attainable, relevant, and they got to have a time unit to it. Your goals must be specific. They must be measurable. They must be achievable. They must be relevant to you, and they must be time-bound. That's what SMART, the acronym SMART stands for. So why is wealth followership? Why is it so important? Why should you know it? Well, wealth followership, wealth stewardship, whatever you want to call it, why is it so important? Because it's the only thing that's going to get you financial stability. We all go to a job every single day, and I, I'm going to go back to what I was going to talk about. I didn't finish the, the thought. Sorry for my ADHD brain, but we always go back, and we go back to things. And I know myself, my first 10 years of my dental career, 10 years. I've been doing this dentistry for a, a two decades. For the first 10 years, I never knew what it was like really to have money. I was working just to pay bills. I was working just to literally try to survive. I actually created a practice that I figured out a way somehow, some way, whether it's a two or $3 million practice, I figured out a way to just make it ends meet. Well, now you might laugh, like how does somebody making producing two to $3 million in dentistry, how do you possibly just go paycheck to paycheck? Well, one, I wasn't making smart decisions. I wasn't really financially stable. I kept robbing Peter to pay Paul. I was using certain things. I didn't understand how to reduce debt and build a strong financial foundation. I didn't have it because I never had it growing up. So I had to kind of reinvent the wheel. But by by following principles of wealth followership, individuals think we can you can create a budget. You can save money when you learn from me, when you're learning what financial is, learn through all my mistakes. I was able to then reprogram my brain and then I was working to it every single day. A little hack you can do if you're trying to get financially stable, start paying down some of the debt. I, I said, I just said earlier, some, some debt is good, some is bad. Let's say you're a credit card debtor, you just have something that's weighing over you, whether it's Connor, whether it's student loan payments, whatever it is. I would argue that if it's a student loan payment and the interest rate is lower than your house payment, I'd pay your house payment off before your student loan payment. That's a different conversation. But understanding interest rates, understanding debts, understanding what to pay off, that's how you become financially stable, right? And then what's your long, how do you create long-term st financial stability? How do you work towards long-term financial security? It's by setting clear financial goals, developing a plan to achieve them, and then you can build that wealth. Save more for retirement, create financial safety, and net for themselves and their families. So what I started to do, I started asking myself this question. So how did I start creating long-term financial security? So that step three of importance of wealth followership is financial independence. But how did you start create long-term financial security? What I would ask myself every single day, and I want you guys to do the same thing. Let's, let's just pick a credit card debt of, of $1,000. Let's say you have a credit card debt of $1,000. I'd wake up every single morning and I'd look at my cash flow. And if you don't know your cash flow, if you don't know your bank accounts, if you don't understand where you stand with, with the professional financial statements, if you don't understand where you really stand financially, that's step one. Understand where you start. It's no different than a, a self-help or, or a mindset. Understand what the beginning is so that you know where you want to go. But how to truly create long-term financial security? Well, one is I realized I wanted financial freedom. Part of the financial freedom and Reason why I say some debt's good and some's bad. If you have debt that can create an asset, that's good debt. If you have debt that's taking from you, it's bad debt. So credit card debt, long-term credit card debt that you're paying interest on is bad. So I would say to myself, hey, I have $1,000 I owe on this credit card. Can I pay $10 a day? And watch what I do with my mind. If the answer is yes, I'd pay 10 bucks that day, even if, even if, this, if the payment wasn't due that day. 
But if I kept saying yes, I would say, can I pay 10 bucks today? The answer was yes. Can I pay $100 today? Let's say it's yes. Now I'm adding a zero every time I'm asking this question. And then what if I say, can I pay a thousand day? If it's no, then just stop. Pay the hundred bucks and keep repeating this cycle every day and knock off the list of the top 10 things you want to pay off. That's going to help create long-term financial security. Then when you make good investments, you make smart investments, you're doing a financial independence. How did I be, how am I start, starting to, watch what I said, how am I starting to become financially independent? is by investing in things that can make me money without me working. We're achieving financial pension means having enough money to support themselves and a lifestyle that they'll have to rely on others. They do not have to rely on others. Most people, the biggest thing in life, they know how to become a little bit stable. They can pay their bills. They have a little bit of long-term financial security, but they're truly never financially independent. That means they're requiring on somebody else. They're, they always got to require on somebody else to pay their bills. They're not independent. How do you become independent? First of all, you got to say, what will it take for me 10 years down the road to live the way I want to live? Which way do you want to live? You got to be very clear on that. How do you want to succeed? What do you want to do? For me, financial independence is, is a must. Not only do I want to be financially independent, I want my kids to be financially independent. Because this world is crazy. And the only way you can do it, becoming financially independent, you got to, you know, when you are financially independent, why it's so important is because it gives you flexibility. It gives you freedom. It gives you entrepreneurial spirit. It will allow Connor to invest in other businesses. It'll allow Muriel to do whatever he wants to do. It allows Muriel to donate to a church if he wants to. Financial security and independence is should be everybody's goal. We work every single day. Linda, Andreas, we work every single day just to survive. That's the problem with this world. So many times we're living so much that if I asked you guys this question, how much do you truly have in retirement and can it be self-sufficient? You would say no. And it goes back to the timetable of, well, I'll start when I'm in my 40s. What if we taught our kids when we're, they're 15 years old? What if we showed other people how to become financially independent by doing certain things? Then a 15-year-old will be financially independent by 40. The difference is, is we don't have the disciplines. But let me, that's some of the importance. And then once you know what you want to do, you got to always make the importance is you're just making better financial decision making. Early on in my career, I wasn't making great choices. I was chasing a dollar amount in my practice of production. Connor, hear what I just told you. I was chasing production numbers, not profit numbers. There's a big difference. It does not matter at the end of the day how big your practice is, how big a business is, how much money you have in sales. None of it matters. At the end of the day is how much profit do you have? You should be chasing profit. You should be chasing money that you can use, reuse to reinvest. A better financial decision making, one important thing you can do as a dentist is create buckets of, of finances. Create buckets in your life of where you want them to go. If 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 Bob Hale, who's on the call, which I love dearly, likes to have $2,000 every single month of spending money, okay, well, what does he got to make to always have $2,000 every single month of spending money? See, this financial independence is different for every single person. But how do you get there is only you know that answer. But when you do become financially independent, that's when you can make massive changes. That's when you can do amazing things for other people. So what are some strategies? What are some things you can do every single day to implement wealth fellowship? One first step, develop a budget. The budget is the fundamental tool for managing your personal finances, period. What is your budget? 
What truly is it? Now, I know budgets are boring. I understand it. Budgets are really boring. And budgets are the hardest thing to do. Budgets are so tough because a lot of us want to do impulse buying. We have this need to get something right away. But budgets are hard. But if you stay within a budget, like I have a dental budget, I have a dental criteria, I have a crumble cookie budget. I know exactly almost down to the dollar every single day I have to make where my payroll should be, what I should have cash flow coming in versus cash flow going out. That's a budget. The difference is we all do this very well from a business point of view, but it sucks in our own personal life. But create a budget. Create a budget, create a plan. Follow that plan for income and expenses and track it. Track it, literally write it down. It is no different than you counting your calories and food. It's no different. You should be tracking what you put in every single day. You'd be shocked of how much wasted money you have or how much wasted things you spend on. Look at my Starbucks coffee right here. Yeah, it's $6. I know, it's crazy, right? $6. And I always laugh at people. Everyone goes, oh, you know, I never have enough money. I would argue, are you staying within budget? They're like, well, what do you mean? Well, I had a gentleman one time said to me, he looked at my car and he actually said to me, he goes, I really wish I could afford that car. I said, well, why can't you afford the car? And he actually said to me, he actually said to me, because it's too much in gas. It's too much in gas. So so I did a podcast on this, by the way. I said $2 of gas extra in this tank is what's going to hurt you from affording that car. He goes, absolutely. I said, okay, but let me ask you this question, right? How much are the cigarettes you're buying? And how much is that alcohol that you have in your hand? And I can remember my kid's face like going down. Here's what I'm telling you. It's not that he didn't have the money. He was spending his money on other things and he wasn't following a budget that could get him wherever he wanted. You must follow a budget. You must follow a budget. That is step one of strategy of wealth fellowship. Then you got to invest wisely. What are you investing in? He, he wanted to invest. Forget about it. He wanted a car. He wanted to invest in cigarettes and alcohol versus a car. That's what he, that's what he invested in. But I'm talking about the investment of making money. Like, how do you invest in certain things? I know a lot of people that have a lot of money that have it in a 401k. And, and this is not a government spiel, whatever it is, but 401ks are losing money. I would argue, why is that a good investment? It's a poor investment. It's a very, very poor investment. But there goes a whole mindset of security. And if you're not from this country, listen to this. A 401k is something we have in our country, United States. But, but what's happening is that we're losing interest on that right now. We're losing money. And I know in the long run, you'll get it back, but I would argue with you. And I also know a lot of people that will pay off their houses that have a 3% interest rate when they have something else that might cost them 10%. I would argue with you, ready? Is that really a smart investment when you have $300,000 in your hand or $200,000 or $50,000 or $10,000? If you have $10,000 that you could pay off debt to, that's a 3% interest rate, but yet you can make 15% somewhere else, why would you pay off the 3% interest? Just take your $10,000 and make 15% over here, and then you got a 12% profit of interest, and you can use the other 3% to pay off your house. So it's all how you use the tool of money. Money's a tool, but it's a mindset. So you must always invest wisely. What I was doing early on in my career, I wasn't investing wisely. I didn't understand the gains of principle. And that's wealth followership. We talked about early on financial literacy. Financial literacy is understanding the rules. What is an asset, a liability? What is an EBITDA? What are all those things? And then once you invest, well, how do you manage all your debts after that? The beautiful thing, what I want you to get to is managing your debt. Debt can be, that's the biggest barrier of everybody. Biggest barrier, most stress in life is debt. Debt. But how do you manage it? There's good debt and there's bad debt. Just to develop a plan. I told you earlier how I would pay off debt. I would look at anything that's weighing on me, whatever it is, I'd write off all my bills, whatever they are. And I'd, I'd say, which one is from the lowest 
to the biggest that I got to pay off. Obviously, the biggest I would want you guys to put on the bottom. So if I had a tape, a, a paper, the biggest debt, like your house payment would be down here, a student loan. The easiest credit card debt would be up top. And what I would do is I'd rank the top 10 that I want to pay off. And this is exactly what I would do. This is how I'd manage my debt. And I would, I would ask myself every day, can I pay 10 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is, and I'd pay on them every single day. And you might say, why are you trying to pay on them every single day? Because it's not generating interest. And I'm, I'm, I'm going against the interest and I'm paying debt down. So it's going more on principle. But what happens is when you go, so let's say year one, you got 10 things you want to pay off. And then in three months, you realize you knock three out of those 10. It says something to your mind. That oh my God, I am moving. I'm moving closer to financial security and freedom. And that's what you have to do: create these patterns and these rituals that are going to help you do that. And if you don't know how to do that, what else are you going to do? Man, seek professional advice. I mean, put. I know I, I'm not even at that point yet. Put something on a pen and paper and put, do it the info of the net to CEO. Say, here's what I'm struggling with financially. Can you help me through this, guys? I, I mean, I'm not a certified financial planner, but I know how to get out of debt. And even if I don't have the answer for you, I will find the answer for you. I told you I'm great friends with Richie Dolan. Richie Dolan, that's what he does is finances. I mean, I we we have people that know people just like you do. If you ever need help, just, man, send me an email. Do whatever form. DM me on Instagram, whatever it is. I'm not, not approachable. But seek professional advice. Because when you work with somebody, whether, Connor, you want to start a dental business, the first thing you should do, any dentist that's on this call or anybody that's in the dental field that doesn't know how to grow a practice, you might want to reach out to me. I'm going to be honest with you. Call it a plug, call it what you want. Why? Because I've done it. I've taken a practice doing $1.2 million to $3.9 to almost $4 million. I've done it. I've taken a, a, a dental lab and started at ground zero and created a million dollar dental lab. I've done it. I've opened up Entrepreneur Crumble Cookie franchise. I've done it. So of course you want to take advice from me. I've also know what it was like to grow without money, to have money, and then how to help the world. So I have knowledge. So see, find the people that can do what you can't do yet and seek them out. You'd be shocked. I mean, there are people, I know there's a, someone that works for me. Her name's Christine. She's probably the best budget planner in the history of budget planners. So what's funny is sometimes I get advice from Christine on how to do a budget. We're not even the same level of, of financials, but somebody, you'll find somebody who's great budgetly, you, you just gravitate towards them. So seek professional advice. Seek advice from people that have been there that can show you how to do it. Because quit, let the ego go. When you need help, you need help. And then last but not least on this, guys, on the, on the strategies is practice self-discipline. It is no different than you... Waking up every single day to work out, watch what you put in your mouth, counting your calories, whatever it is, getting up, taking a walk, practice self-discipline and don't freak out when you don't come through right away. Self-discipline requires commitment. It requires a decision every day to, I'm going to set my financial goals. I'm going to create a plan to achieve them. And I'm going to stay motivated. Uh, one of my good buddies, uh, Mikey C-Rock, and if you don't know Mikey C-Rock, that, that's, what that's what his tag name is on Instagram. He talked about it in a story yesterday. And I feel like I'm endorsing people, but that's okay. C-Rock's a great guy. Um, he talked about he writes a story every single day, writes a story every single day not speaks it, writes it. And he, he says it because I'm the writer and narrative of my story. So many times we say we want financial security. We say we want to have wealth fellowship. We say we want to have all this financial freedom and independence, but yet we won't even take the time to speak it, let alone write it. So practice self-discipline, 
What are your financial goals? What stories are you telling yourself? What story do you want to do? Right? Because most of the time, we all have this overcoming. This is how we have this overcoming belief system that we have to overcome in order to become wealth, fellowship, or financially stable. Most of us have a lack of financial literacy. We lack truly what it means about where we at, what are our barriers, what is, what is, how do we overcome these obstacles, right? And, and how do you learn how to do it? Take courses, talk to buddy, read books, get self-help guides, do certain things, find financial advice, increase your knowledge. When you increase your knowledge, Jim Rohn once said this, if you read every day and just increase your knowledge, you will be a way better version of yourself. I said this in my morning huddle today to my team, and it's something that I say to them because I'm doing it every day. If you just improved financial literacy or your knowledge 1% every day in 100 days, you've grown 100%. Stick that in your, like, think about that, right? Stop impulse spending. Stop buying impulse stuff. It's hard because sometimes you're working with outside people. You're working with upside people when you're trying to have financial security that are pulling from you. Sometimes your own family members become your liability, not your asset. Think about that. Sometimes people within your business is a liability and not an asset. You got to look at that. So stop your impulse spending. Before you make a decision, Jim Rohn talks about weighing it. Weigh it. How much weight do you want to give it? Let's say you want to buy a new pair of shoes. You got to ask yourself, is that $100 or $200 pair of shoes more important than me getting $200 out of debt? I don't know. Weigh it. Is that $200 pair of shoes more important than me investing $200 for my future? I don't know. Weigh it. Is getting upset about something more important than, than whatever? I don't know. Weigh it. So impulse spending, weigh things. Make avoid making bad purchases just on a whim. Never buy emotional purchases. And we know we've all been there. We bought something looking from the outside world thinking it's going to make us feel better. And at the end of the day, it doesn't. Whether it's a house, whether it's clothing, whether it's a car. And then I, I had a, a gentleman of mine that bought a Corvette, says, I love the Corvette. Next day, he, he, he wanted to sell the Corvette because it was an impulse buy. Matter of fact, my favorite day ever is when I bought a brand new boat. And the next day, I sold it. There are two of my favorite days in the world. I mean, so we all do impulse spending. Debt, can you can debt is the major obstacle? Can you manage your debt? Can you use debt as leverage? Can you can you can you literally figure out ways to maximize debt and get rid of debt? I know that sounds really crazy. Can you figure out a way to get debt that can produce an asset, use debt as an asset, or can you and, and can you get rid of the bad debt? That's what you got to create to. You got to create that plan to pay off your debt, reduce unnecessary, reduce unnecessary spenders and avoid taking additional debt unless, unless it's an asset. And you might say, what debt's an asset? A good debt that's an asset is Connor who went to dental school who brought student loans. That's a good debt that turned into a huge asset because that debt that he might have invested $500,000 for or even more, who knows anymore, dental school is crazy, is going to turn to millions upon dollars of revenue for him. That's a great asset, great debt. Then how do you get the lack of motivation? Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to stay motivated. You're only going to increase your motivation, right, by doing this, by producing results. Producing results can be a lot of things, whether you're getting more money in your, well, you guys have a retirement fund or whether you have more money to invest, whether you have more money to pay off debt, whatever it is, you're going to create that motivation, right? With lack of motivation, it's really hard because you have a lack of mindset of wealth fellowship. You don't believe it's possible because nobody else in your family has achieved it. You don't believe it's possible because nobody's done it. It's just simply not true. 
And then you got to stop down the whole external factors. You got to figure out how to shut down external factors. And what do you mean by that? The economy is on a downturn. All you hear right now is inflation off the sky high. It's crazy. It's going crazy. There's no way we have enough money in this world. That's funny. Some of the richest people in the world made the most money on in depressions. So it's simply not true. When you have the ability and power to overcome every obstacle you have in your life, it's your mindset. When you do all these things, when you give good spending habits, when you create this, you will create a life and financial security that is undeniably the best for you. Wealth followership is such a critical component of achieving financial stability and independence. It involves developing a great proactive and disciplined approach to managing your personal finances, setting financial goals, and creating a budget, investing wisely, and managing debt effectively and seeking professional advice when necessary. More importantly, strengthening your financial well-being requires commitment and dedication every single day, following principles, which is exact truths. Principles are truths to build a secure foundation, to unlock the greatest freedom in your life, to unlock every experience you've ever wanted to, to give you the life that you are called on this work to the worst world to have by staying true to just long-term plans. Most people don't have financial security and independence only because they stop thinking about it and they stop committing to doing it. Who cares what happened when you're in your 20s? Most people spend in your 20s. Who cares what even happened in your 30s and you wanted an impulse buy? And we always joke with men that men finally mature at 40. Because they realize life's nothing about them. It's about setting up the future self. And how do you have savings? Eventually, I would love to retire. But I knew if I was going on the rate from 40 to 50, I would never be there. I would never be there. So I had to create principles and habits every single day to get there. If you're struggling, if you need to get one step further just to understand yourself, document where you want to go long-term and, and set it in the planner and then give it to me at the info at the dentist CEO. You got to stop playing, being a spectator in your thing in life. You got to stop being that person who wishes or hopes something can, can happen and you need to take charge in your own life. Guys, I really hope these calls are value, valuable to you. If they are, just give me a thumbs up. If you're not, give me a thumbs down. That's fine. I hope they're valuable to you. I really hope they're making a difference in your life. I truly, truly hope that just be sharing some of my knowledge, even my pain and my vulnerable pain points are helping you become the better version. At least I hope they make you think. I hope they make you think and say, man, one day I want to be financially secure and independent. I love hearing from you. So please just send me a higher comment in the info at the dentistco.com. Please, it's an email. And come next week, guys. We're going to talk and we're going to cover it. You control the rules. Guys, I love you. Enjoy your Tuesdays. I went two minutes over. I apologize. You all have a blessed day. We'll talk soon, guys. Much love.